Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's catch you up on all of the news of the day. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Former Arizona Attorney General Terry Goddard told the Gatos and Chad Show why he and former Maricopa County Attorney Rick Romley sent Attorney General Mark Pronovich a letter to his office regarding the election in Cochise County. We wanted to make it very clear that there are more than just uh, civil consequences. In other words, there are criminal violations when an elected official who's sworn to, su- to support the laws of the Constitution of the state of Arizona decides to ignore those laws. Would criminal consequences dissuade people from election conspiracies or only fuel them more? Yeah, I think I think it only fuels them more. I think what ends up happening is um, they, they become martyrs. If you look what happened with the, uh, the people that are still big supporters of the former president and Donald Trump, Trump is that the more of these prosecutions, the more of legal challenges, the more of legal threats, they become a martyr to the people that support them when they say we're going to stand up no matter what. So I think that uh, it's going a little bit far in that direction. I agree they should certify the election, but I think what you're doing to the people that are believers in the movement is you're creating martyrs, and I don't think that's the right thing to do. President Biden is making his first presidential visit to the Valley. He will be here this coming Tuesday, December 6th, visiting the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Plant under construction in North Phoenix. Who really gets the credit in bringing manufacturing plants to Phoenix? I think, or Biden? I think that uh, I think in this case, I think President Biden deserves some of the credit out of Washington, D.C. because of what they've passed when the CHIPS Act and things of that nature. I think that that's got to be recognized. But the complete diversification of our economy goes to the credit of Governor Doug Ducey. I think that Governor Ducey has done the very hard work along with the legislatures along the way over the last eight years of transforming the economy of Arizona into something we all can be proud of, but something we can rely on and ensure that our children and our grandchildren not only have jobs, but have careers. And I think a lot of that credit, the vast majority of that credit, does go to our governor. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines. A youngish era of politicians will most likely be some of the new leaders in Congress. Pete Aguilar of California 43, Hakeem Jeffries of New York 52, and Catherine Clark of Massachusetts 59 will be elected to leadership positions within the Democratic Party. They're super young, you know, 20 years younger than the current leadership, but also we're set to see the first black leader of any Democratic caucus of any age with Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Do you think this new wave of younger leadership in both parties is due to the amount of young people coming of voting age? Um, I don't know if it's the reason, but I think it's necessary. And just to show you why it's necessary, listen to what they just said. You're talking about people in their 40s and 50s being called the young new leaders. That's a problem. I've said this many, many times before. Every organization that I know of that is really good, whether it's a business or whatever it is, they are training up the next generation of leaders. They make sure the board of directors are mentoring younger people than them so that when they leave, these people are equipped to lead. That's what a healthy organization does. In politics, we don't do that. People hang on into their 70s and their 80s, and they're not relinquishing the control and the power to younger people. So the indictment is that if you're hearing the new leadership, the new young leadership is in their 50s, I'm 55. I haven't been called young in 20-something years. We need to get even younger is what I think. 
An employee who was a victim in the Walmart shooting in Virginia is suing. In the $50 million lawsuit, employee Danya Prelo accuses Walmart of negligence, claiming the company knew the alleged shooter had known propensities for violence, threats, and strange behavior, but continued to employ him. Does a lawsuit like this open up the door for other victims to sue employers in school districts for not taking action against someone who could be a potential shooter? I, I, it's such a hard question because you have a major corporation like Walmart. How do you possibly know what a real threat is versus somebody that's just a jerk in some cases? And then it takes something like this to bring it out. There's a lot of people that are involved in this person's life that if he was this dangerous and it was known, there's an indictment on them and they should be held accountable if you're going to go down this road. I don't know how you this lawsuit works out. The problem we have is that we don't have people, whether it's in a school setting or in a, in a professional setting, it's that threat assessment. As my friend uh, Stephen Hooper has said on this show, that it's about somebody owning the threat. That if there are threats, that an employee or a student can go to that person and say so-and-so is saying this. And you're building a dossier, so to speak, on behavior so that you can intervene. That has to happen across the board. But I don't know, 50 million bucks is a lot of money. That's Did You Hear This? Great job, Lydia. Terrific job, and, and we wish you well. I know it's your last day here with us, and so uh, I wish you well. You've done a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So this is, again, we talk about younger leadership. This is someone that's at Cronkite School right now, and these are the leaders of tomorrow. These are the people that will be in this, in, in the behind these microphones someday or in front of a camera or, or whatever it is. Those are the leaders. This is about this is the organization. When I say a healthy organization, we have such a great group of young people that come in. They start out as interns. They become employees sometimes, and they go on to do great things. And uh, that's why I think we work for a healthy organization. And I hope other groups and in politics follow that lead. There are young, young Republicans and young Democrats. But from my political perspective, the YRs and the young Republicans, the college Republicans, that they should be given an opportunity to be mentored by leadership. You should be taking these young people and introducing them. How many people that you probably don't know about, they came through the ranks that are now in leadership or have been. We should be fostering those relationships and that interest right now. Why would any young person be interested in a political career if they know they're never getting into a position of authority until they're in their 40s or 50s. That's part of the problem, and I think, I think we should get over it.